1: Hi, everybody. I'm Kelsey Nixon, and this is Kitchen Prescription, the podcast you listen to when you don't know what to make for dinner. Today is episode 40, How to Reestablish a Dinner Habit. It's a new year, and there's a lot of talk about resolutions and goal setting, even words for the year. And it really is a great time for resetting and self-reflection. I happen to love it, but whether or not your personality loves it, or hates it when it comes to the practice of goal setting, I think it it genuinely is a nice time to think about whether or not you're satisfied with your routines and systems in life. And for me, one of those things I think about, because it's something that affects my daily life, literally every day of the week, is my routines and systems surrounding cooking and Breaking bread with my people. I want to make sure those are distinctly different because cooking is a step in getting people to the table. But the thing that is most important to me is the act of sitting down and eating together. But we got to have something to eat. So cooking's involved in there too. And I like to cook, but I also feel the stress and pressure of raising young kids and life just seems to get busier and more chaotic year after year. So today we're going to chat a bit about how you could reestablish some habits or systems to make dinner time feel a bit easier. But first, we're going to run through three simple recipes you could throw on your meal plan if you're stuck trying to decide what to make for dinner this week. Before I jump in here, I just want to encourage you that if you are someone who thinks you hate meal planning, that's okay. I've been someone who hates meal planning before too. But as someone who has hated meal planning and as someone who has learned to embrace meal planning, it is hands down one of the habits that makes the biggest difference in the ease of my day-to-day life. It doesn't have to be the new year. It doesn't have to be back to school season. It does whatever. If you are struggling to get dinner on the table I cannot recommend it enough to start with meal planning, and I want to help you. So as you know on the podcast, we share three simple recipes every week. These are the three recipes that are on my meal plan this week, and they are very simple because we are coming off the chaos of the holidays, and I am still finding my rhythm. So first up, a five-ingredient sweet potato green curry Oh my goodness. I gotta say, when I developed this recipe, I even surprised myself. I thought, there's no way that I can do this in five ingredients but my five ingredient recipes have been so popular on Instagram I thought let's see if I can do it what it came down to was I found this green curry paste that I really like it's just by Thai kitchen which means you can get it at literally any grocery store but what I like about it is it's not spicy and the main reason I don't want the spice is because of my kids and so I can add spice in other ways but it's like rich flavors deep flavors um Obviously, there's some coconut milk in this and it's like a little sweet, but not too sweet. Anyways, it's just a great pantry staple for me. And that one ingredient packs so much punch when it comes to flavor that it allowed me to create the five ingredient recipe and still have it be so delicious. I highly recommend making that recipe really just five ingredients. So good. I think I didn't include the lime and cilantro that I like serving on top. So I guess we're talking seven ingredients if it's that, but check it out. It's in recipe club and it's fire. So, so, so delicious. The second recipe is I am doing a slow cooker meal, my salsa verde shredded beef tacos. So my kids, we, like, we're doing taco night on Tuesdays forever, and then it kind of got old, and my son recently asked me, can we have taco night again? So I'm making the tacos. I'm going to do the salsa verde shredded beef tacos, and what's great about this recipe is that it makes enough shredded beef that I can use that beef for leftovers later in the week. So what we will probably do is take that extra shredded beef and turn them into nachos. Nachos made in the oven are so delicious, and this is something my, my kids love. I also have a sandwich thinking i also have this awesome um loaded skillet nachos that i could also use the beef for so maybe i'll do that regardless we're gonna do tacos and nachos this week and then the third recipe are my asian lettuce wraps with peanut sauce this is super yummy super light and um a, a great fit for everyone in my family so those are three recipes that are on my meal plan this week all of them are in recipe club you can print them they're fantastic If you're looking for an even more exhaustive plan, you can get my weekly and monthly meal plans and recipe club, where obviously you'll find these recipes on my meal plan for this week, or you can build out your own weekly meal plan, letting the ingredients you have on hand in your pantry, fridge, and freezer determine what you'll make this week. All right, let's jump into the back half of the podcast and discuss getting back on track with a dinner routine. Like many of you, I feel like I'm just barely coming up for air after the holidays. And while I love the holidays, they really do throw any sort of routine into chaos. And maybe that's just because I have young kids, and it's particularly chaotic. But it's like it's like the best of times and the worst of times. <laughs> like it's so exciting, and to experience the magic through my kids was just such a gift this year. But then also, um, you know more tantrums, more my kids thrive when there's routine and there's no routine and then there's travel and anyways. So it's been a lot and I am really welcoming kind of a fresh start. And I find that usually by the first week in January, I find myself craving that structure and routine again. Uh, But I also simultaneously feel overwhelmed by that because I feel like I'm kind of digging myself out of what's gone on the past six weeks. Like literally, if we could only snap our fingers and have all of the decorations magically put away in organized bins, which I love an organized bin, but I also have a confession that my Christmas tree is still up and it will probably be up until the weekend. But if there's anything I want to focus on and, and really prioritize getting back in the rhythm of, it is a dinner routine that gets us back to the table having regular times to connect again. That's why I want to talk about this today. If you want to reestablish some sort of dinner routine, but you're dragging your feet because it feels too hard, I want to offer up a few suggestions that I am in the process of implementing and have worked for me in the past. So let's jump into these. First of all, you're gonna start small. So if you have fallen out of a routine of making dinner, please do not sit down and make a meal plan with seven home-cooked meals this week. You gotta set yourself up for success by keeping it simple. Even if that is just one meal a week, maybe you'll say, we're going to sit down and have dinner on Sunday and that's all I can handle this week. And the other nights are going to be pasta and sauce and mac and cheese, like whatever, whatever it is. But start simple. And maybe your simple is three nights a week. Maybe your simple is five nights. Whatever it is, it's going to be different for everyone because we're all in such different chapters of life. But figure out what your simple is and start there. You can always build on that but start there. Next, make it fun. What do I mean by that? I want you to think of something that will make it fun for you to get to the table. Maybe it's a new set of placemats or dishes or maybe you have been waiting and you you need new drinking glasses because your two-year-old through two of them and so you know you don't have a matching set anymore and everyone's got mismatched glasses and it drives you crazy. Whatever it is, find something to make it fun. Think about when, you know, maybe some of you are are setting an intention to move your body more this year. Whenever I do that, I always want a new workout outfit (laughs) because it makes me excited to put it on. I want you to apply that same principle to your dinner table. Invest in something for your dinner table, and it does not have to be expensive. That makes it exciting to get there. One year, I got a dinner bell, and my kids thought that was so fun. And each night, one of them got to ring the dinner bell, and everybody came. It didn't last forever, but it was really fun for a minute. So that's an example of of something that might make it fun. Maybe you could spend no money and just start a game. Where, like, my family does sweet and sour every night, where you share kind of a high and a low from the day. Some people call that rose and thorn. Um, You could totally do that. Or maybe you think of another dinner table game that is something that when you guys are able to sit down together, you always have a tradition surrounding. That's another great thing. I'm really excited about what what we're gonna do this year. I have done this a few times before, and my kids always think it's really fun and fancy. And I swear it like sets the mood. So this year, 2023, is the year that I'm going to light candles at the dinner table. It's going to be challenging initially because my two and a half year old Penny, she's going to want to blow them out six times during dinner, but that's okay. I just think something about setting the mood, even with little kids, I think it's going to be fun. I'll have to report back to you guys, but I don't know. I think it's fun and and it's out there and I think my kids might get excited about it. So I invested in some beautiful candlesticks and some taper candles that don't have any scent because I don't like anything to smell at the dinner table. I want the food to be that whole sensory experience. We're going to light two candles every night. I'll definitely have to let you guys know how that goes. All right. The third thing, accept that you're going to need to do some planning. Unfortunately, meal planning is one of those things that does require effort. You can't, it is very difficult to buy a solution. Like I've been there where it's like, oh, I'll, I'll do meal kits this year and I'll have, you know, three meals sent. And it, it just, it still is hard. It's still hard. So I need you to accept that you're going to have to do some planning. And my best advice for that is to set aside time each week to make a meal plan. We talked about exercise a little earlier, or moving your body. Think about it this way. Sometimes you have to like sign up for a class in order to get yourself to go and move your body, but then you're so glad you did it because you feel so much better. If only we could sign up for a meal planning class every week where it's like you showed up at the same time, everyone sat down, they mapped out their meal plans, and they got it done. And they ordered their groceries and everyone left. I mean, that's kind of what this podcast is for. You listen to the podcast, while you're meal planning, you're opening your fridge, you're opening your pantry, you're opening your freezer, looking at what you have on hand, then sitting down at your computer and either placing a grocery order or making a shopping list if you still like to shop in person. Set a time. I like habit stacking, meaning that I attach something that I like with something I don't like. So that if I think I don't like meal planning, attach having an episode of The Office on in the background or listening to your favorite podcast. Or uh, for crying out loud, you could, you could be in the tub. Whatever, whatever it is, I have found that the most critical part to having success with basic meal planning, even if I'm planning one meal a week, is to do it at the same time every week. I have an alarm set in my phone. It goes off even though I know when that time is because it's been going on for many years now that I do it at the same time. That alarm still goes off every Thursday at 9 p.m. Because that is when I meal plan. Even if I'm going on vacation, that's when I think about it. I'm like, oh, vacation this week. And then I think about, okay, when do we get back? And I I address it that way. So set aside a time. If you do nothing else, just do that. You could even do this. Like maybe you feel overwhelmed. You could even repeat the same meal plan throughout the month. So maybe you decide on four recipes and you're going to make those four recipes three or four times that month. Maybe that's an easy way to approach it. Some people don't mind that. Some people need the variety and some people do not mind it. So that's one way to approach it. Or you could set a monthly meal plan where you pick 20 meals, 15 meals that you know your family likes, maybe maybe even 10, right? And You scatter them throughout the month. And you make them one month and then you repeat the same thing in the next month. That's another way you could approach it. So everyone's system is going to be a little bit different. I think that's one of the things that makes meal planning so hard is it really isn't a one-size-fits-all because everyone has a different family makeup. Feeding toddlers is a very different experience than feeding teenagers. Uh, Feeding you and your partner as empty nesters is extremely different than feeding a family with five kids. It's just it's all so different. So you have to you have to examine what works for you, and then make a plan from there. Once you've kind of thought about that family makeup, I want you to think about what's important to you too, and what you can do easily with consistency. Because you may be in a season where it's really important to you to try and eat healthy, and so you're going to want to make selections that support that intention. Or you're you're maybe in a season of survival where you've got four kids going in 25 different directions and you are gonna need to build in a dino nugget night and there is no shame in that. Or you are going to need to rely on a rotisserie chicken, salad kit, and crusty bread dinner. And there is no shame in that. So figure out what it is. What's most important is that you can do it easily with consistency. All right, if you're feeling overwhelmed, or maybe you're not, hopefully you're feeling like you've got this because you do have this. Dinner isn't going anywhere. Dinner is going to be around for a very long time, so it's worth investing in establishing some systems to not only make it easier, but to make it more meaningful. Because like what I said earlier, while the recipes are a critical part of making dinner, they aren't the most important part. What's most important is creating a set time for you to connect with your people as often as possible. All right. Thank you so much for being here, you guys. And let's take a final moment to celebrate a real life recipe success of the week. This is Gloria G who wrote this in a recent Instagram DM. She says, just made the creamy chicken tortellini soup and OMG, it was so delicious. By the way, the format of recipe club recipes is incredible. It's exactly what my brain wants and needs. Gloria, you're the best. And I also made that delicious soup this week. And it really is just perfect for January when it might be rainy or wintry where you are. It's rainy where I'm at. Like January begs for soup. So I'm so glad you made that recipe. I'm so glad you liked it. And I'm so glad you enjoy the format of the Recipes and Recipe Club. We really try to make it So simple so that it's just the amount of information you need without overwhelming you in any capacity. We don't include long stories. There are no ads. There are no pop-ups. It is just the recipes. And that way you get what you need. There's a quick how-to video that is shot very quickly so that you can watch that if you need that kind of support, an ingredient shot, a parent and picky eater plate. But beyond that, it's just the recipe. So thank you so much for sharing your sweet, kind message and reaching out. You guys really do make my day when you share with me what's working. Thank you so much for being here. And until next time, I'm Kelsey. See you next week.
0: Let's hit it.